Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Previously, on a new winter. As I walked in, I heard a voice. Come in, the voice called. I'm in the lounge. And there was no mistaking it. It was Mr. Tooley. This is episode 26 of A New Winter. As I walked into the lounge, I could see the back of a high chair looking towards the fire. I'd only been into the depths of this house, but it looked like it was being well lived in. What happened here? Why have I never remembered this? Nicola was still behind me. I could feel her fear, like an animal would its prey. I turned to her. Just relax, I said. This is under control. And she nodded. It was funny to think that she was the one calling the shots only hours ago. I looked at her, and she looked small, weak. Like being in here changed her. Maybe it was the crash. Maybe I was the one that had changed. Does this place ring any bells? Mr. Tooley asked from the chair. He slowly got up and turned to me, drinking a cup of tea. Well, does it? I looked around. The room was bare, the floorboards were dusty and the furniture had been torn apart. Empty drawers lying on the floor. 
the rest of the furniture broken up or used to board up the windows. Whatever was here. Whatever I was remembering. Well, it wasn't here anymore. There were no photos, no paintings, no real sense of a home. Well, not anymore. I do remember something, I said, but it's not clear. And my head started to hurt again, that thumping. Well, obviously, it's not always been like this, Mr Tilly said. And from out of nowhere, Nicola just ran past me, screaming towards Mr Tooley. No, I shouted after her. But as she neared the old man, in a very surprising burst of energy, he grabbed her by the wrist with his left hand and punched her with his right. And she went down like a ton of bricks. I didn't move. I just watched it happen. He could have killed her, but I just... I just didn't move. Lively one, Mr Tooley said. That's good, that's good. I'm glad you're here. Well, I'm glad that you've come back, he said. Come back, I thought. I wonder... I wonder what he means. How'd you even know I'd come, I asked. Well, good question. I'd like to say something like we have a psychic connection. But alas, that's not true. Well, at least I know of... I've been holed up here for numerous reasons, the murders, mainly. They've put the authorities on high alert, and it's taken a lot of cash and power to keep this place hidden. Well, more than usual, let's say. <laughs> he laughed, and it turned into a wet, horrible, deep cough that he had to sit back down to control again. And also, dear boy, I've been staying here since I knew you were... Well, since Dubridge told me, I suppose, and so I waited, knowing that one of these nights you'll come by, and here you are. Who I am? I asked. What do you mean? What did Dubridge tell you? Who am I then? <laughs> we are connected, maybe not psychically, but we are connected, you and I. We have the same blood pumping in our veins. I don't understand, and my head was really hurting. Mr. Tilly got back up, and he was slowly walking towards me. What is a wife, and what is a harlot? What is a church, and what is a theatre? Are they two, and not one? Can they exist separate? Are not religion and politics the same thing? Brotherhood is religion. Oh, demonstrations of reason, dividing families in cruelty and pride. He was close to me now, staring into me. It's like... It's like I could see what he was thinking. He was just trying to provoke a reaction. He was reading me. <laughs> he made a smile and turned around. Put down his mug. Hmm. You went into the forest, didn't you? He asked. I felt a presence in the air, like a low humming. It was hurting my ears and just my whole body. It shook my stomach to its core. I didn't even need to answer him. He must have already known. And did you meet Robert? 
that sound? What the hell was that? It's emanating from somewhere, driving me mad. Was I imagining it? No, I wasn't imagining it. It was definitely getting louder. But where was it coming from? Pay attention, boy, Tilly raised his voice. Did you meet Robert? I don't know. I don't know a Robert, I answered. <laughs> you don't know Robert, do you? Well, did you meet anyone, he asked. I thought for a second. Should I tell him about the man who lived in the forest? Stalker? Kate Stalker? I, mean, I didn't actually meet him. Should I tell him about the grave of dead children? Did he already know? I decided to play it safe. I didn't meet anyone, I answered, which in theory was true. Mr. Tooley stared at me for a long while. I could see his eyes watching me intensely. He seemed to be getting rather... emotional, almost. Was he remembering something himself? <sighs> he sighed. You don't seem to meet anyone, do you? Well, there is her, of course. He pointed to Nicola, who's still out cold on the floor. The fucking whore. Another damsel in distress in one of your sick fantasies. He laughed. <laughs> Just like your father, I suppose. What? I said. What, what do you mean? What do you mean, my father? I could hear it more clearly now, that low sound. It was chanting. It was chanting like the chanting from before. Like the last time I was here. Your father, lad. What do you mean, what do I mean? <laughs> you knew him, I said. Of course, Tootie said. <laughs> Everyone knew him. Yes, he was always a very good friend of uh, Robert's. It's a shame you didn't run into him. He looked up at me again, waiting for a reaction. Hmm. Do you remember him? He asked. And then... And then I did. I, I remembered more. I remembered being in this house. This cold house. I was in my bedroom. I was in my bedroom upstairs. And I was... I was playing. I was playing with another kid. <sighs> what else? I just couldn't make out his face. But there was, there was someone else. There was someone else watching us from the other side of the room. Is he a friend? And then I heard the door downstairs close. It was him. It was him. It was my father. It was my dad. I can remember now running out of my room, down the stairs, and there... Waiting at the door for me with open arms was... Was Mr... Was Mr. Tooley. Wait, am I remembering this right? You're my father, I remembered. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Don't put that on me. <laughs> no, very silly. I'm your uncle, if anything. I, I thought you knew this. I don't get it, I say. I don't understand. A rush of pain was flowing through my head and all I could hear was named Robert again and again. And then I realised it wasn't coming from my head. The chanting. It wasn't Robert. It was Baba. It was saying it again and again. Baba. 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 S something like that. I think it's time, Mr Tooley said. I need to see you do this. I need to know that... You come back to us, to your family. And Mr. Tilly grabbed me by the shoulder. I looked around and... And there were the two boys. 
were standing there, hand in hand. But behind them was a huge group of strangers, naked, but with those skull masks attached, wheat and flowers and all sorts sticking out the top, and they just stood there, motionless, all ages, sizes. Can you help me? Mr. Tooley said, and grabbed Nicola from under her shoulders. And I did help him. I grabbed her legs. Baba, Baba. I could hear it from downstairs. Baba, Baba. And as we walked with Nicola, the group of masked people silently helped us bring her limp body through the corridor. And there I could see an open door and that red glow. And there were stairs, stairs leading down group took Nicola's body and helped it down the stairs. Mr. Tooley and I just followed. The chants were getting louder now. Ba-ba, ba-ba. This was the corridor. This was the corridor that I was in with Dubridge, where we were escaping, escaping from these very people, and yet here I was, with them, amongst them. We followed down deeper, and in the darkness I saw a room. A room where they all stood there. All around a long wooden pole in the centre. This pole in the middle of a small fire pit indoors. Baba, Baba, they were chanting. The noise was deafening now. And they all just standing there. It was mesmerising. They then took down the pole... And I remembered something, something else. I remembered being here, in this room, as a kid. And then, I was like the others. I was wearing, I was wearing a mask. They brought the pole down and I tied Nicola to it. I was, wait, watching them tie a young child, a boy, someone I knew, someone I went to school with, tying him to the pole. When I was done, they put the pole into the fire and Nicola woke up. The boy was screaming. Her deafening screams. Their eyes wild. Trying to let go. Crying out. Both of them pleading. And then the masks started dancing. They started dancing and touching. And rubbing and moving. And screams and fire, skin burning off. The masks were screaming hysterically now, shouting, whooping, animal noises, the fires flickering, popping. I watched, I watched them die. I watched and I didn't do anything. I just stood there. Flesh melting and the screams stopping the boy. Nicola, all the same. We praised him. We thanked him. Then I'd come back. I was home. Baba. Baba. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review on your podcast platform of choice. 
For more info, including how you can support the show, please visit anewwinter.com. Thank you for listening to A New Winter. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.